Hey there. This week, we are talking about JLM Couture versus wedding dress designer Haley Page. There's a lot to talk about. If you don't know the true value of social media accounts, you are going to learn today. And because it went over so well last week, we're starting with a quote. This is a little longer one. So you got to just, you got to go with me here. Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name, and for the name which is no part of thee, take all myself. Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet, Act 2, Scene 2. Because in this case, we're going to learn the value of a name. So let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, the badass lawyer. This is where I break down the legal shit behind the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a huge fan of the cursey words. Let's get right into it. Law nerds, mount up. When I said you're going to learn the value of a social media account, that is a lot of the core of this case. And if you are sitting there going, WTF is JLM Couture and who is Haley Page? Let me give you a brief pop culture background update. Haley Page is a wedding dress designer that has been on shows like Say Yes to the Dress. She has multiple lines through fashion house JLM Couture. She came out with an Instagram video at the end of December saying that she had resigned. It caught fans from everything I've seen on Instagram by surprise. A lot of you reached out to me and said, can you cover what's going on with this case? The reason I think this case escalated into public perception is because very quickly after the complaint was filed, there was a order for temporary restraining order and a motion for preliminary injunction that was temporarily granted by the court until there was a court hearing. That means the court said to Haley Page in this case, stop right there. Every Okay. We're not seeing Spice Girls, but they said, stop. Uh, you can't use your you know social media accounts or your name. So we need to sort this out, but you can't do anything. Time out. You can't do anything. Her Instagram account has over a million followers. They also took control under that court order of her TikTok and her Pinterest. Why is everyone in court over an Instagram account? Well, there's a lot of value in these accounts, and we're going to talk about it. This is in the federal court in New York, and the next court date should be a very interesting one. That is the 11-29 date for the hearing on this motion from JLM. Let's talk a little bit about what was originally filed in the complaint. This has been filed in the federal court in New York and is proceeding there. There are numerous charges being alleged. Again, with every lawsuit we cover, 
Everything in this is allegations. These are things that haven't been proven in court. I also remind you of the litigation privilege, which means that things said in a lawsuit, you generally can't then sue somebody for what they said in a lawsuit. It's covered by the fact that you're in litigation. The two parties in this case have a very different view of the facts, which is why they're in litigation. JLM's perception of the facts are that they own the rights to quite a substantial amount of things with regard to Haley Page, including her Instagram and social media accounts. Haley Page's position on this case is that the contract that she signed, um, they are trying to extend their rights to her name and that her contracts never included her social medias. Those are personal and therefore they should be under her control, not JLM's control. Both sides are arguing that the other party being in control of these accounts is damaging to the accounts and the value in them. So the lawsuit has a number of charges and allegations. I'm going to break those down briefly and then tell you a little bit more about some of the things that you might not be familiar with or might not have heard of before. The first count is federal trademark dilution. The like diluting it in water. The second count is New York common law trademark dilution. Again, same, same. The third count is false designation of origin. The fourth count, (laughs) we just lost, we just lost track like contemporaneously. The fourth count is New York common law unfair competition. The fifth count is conversion. The sixth count is unlawful trespass to chattels. Don't worry. We'll talk about it in a moment. The seventh count is breach of fidelity. And then the eighth count is breach of contract. The ninth count is breach of fiduciary duty. The 10th count is unjust enrichment. And what they are asking for is a jury trial, but also, but also essentially an injunction. And these are the demands, if you will, from JLM Couture. And then we'll go back and talk about those charges. They are asking that Haley Page not be allowed to use any of the Haley Page U.S. US trademarks. Yes, they have trademarked her name and varieties of her name. We'll get into that, including the at Miss Haley Page trade name. At Miss Haley Page is the name of all of her social media handles and any other copy, reproduction, or colorable imitation or simulation of plaintiff's trademarks on or in connection with advertising, promoting, or rendering services, or advertising, or selling goods. You know, basically all commercial activity. Enjoin her from, that means stopping. Enjoin means stop, right? Gosh darn it, we're going to get into the Spice Girls this entire episode. We can't help ourselves. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person. That was more of a royal we than a third person, but I digress. Using any trademark, service mark, name, logo designation, or source designation, or any kind on or in connection with the rendition, advertisement, promotion, or sale of goods or services, that is a copy, reproduction, colorful imitation, all the other things that they said before regarding the at Miss Haley Page trade name. So again, not in any way connected with commerce. Using any trademark, service mark, name, logo design, source designation of any kind in connection with defendants, goods, or services. That means not using their trademarks, you know, her name, in connection with any of her goods or services, and to not endorse other goods or services 
using those names because that is likely to cause, they are saying, confusion, mistake, deception, public misleading. Also not passing off, palming off, or assisting in passing off or palming off defendants' goods or services as those of plaintiffs. So not to confuse the marketplace or continuing any acts of unfair competition, not engaging in any activity, constituting unfair competition with plaintiff, or constituting infringement on plaintiff's HP U.S. trademarks, registering or applying to register a trademark, service mark, trade name, internet domain name, or any other identifiable or source identifier of symbol or origin that is at all similar to any of the HP U.S. trademarks. Remember, those trademarks are her name and any other mark or name that infringes or is likely to be confused. So that's no domains, no like www.myname.com, no other source identifiers, no other social medias, essentially. Adding posts to or deleting posts from the HP social media accounts, they are claiming that her personal, she's claiming it's personal, they're claiming it's hers, but her at Miss Haley page Instagram is theirs. So not adding posts or deleting posts from those social media accounts. That includes her Pinterest and her TikTok. Without the express written authorization from JLM, they want the court to stop her from registering, applying to register, owning, possessing, or operating any presence or property in a tangible or intangible format that incorporate any of the trademarks or the at Miss Haley page trade name and or is at all similar to any of the HP US trademarks or at Miss Haley page trade name. That means not just Haley, not just Page, not just Miss Page, not just Miss Haley, or any other mark or name that infringes or is likely to be confused from registering or using or owning or possessing or operating any presence or property in a digital format, including but not limited to social media handles and pages that incorporate any of the designer's names, any of the designer's names, including the HP US trademarks, remember those are her names, and Miss Haley Page trade name and or is at all similar to any of the HP US trademarks. I said, we're going to dive into those in a moment. It it keeps going. Defendant should be ordered to deliver the access credentials to the main Instagram account. That's the at Miss Haley page one, the Pinterest account and the TikTok account and all HP social media accounts, or in the alternative should be ordered to maintain those accounts as required by JLM. So under the direction of the company. Now, those have been handed over based on a temporary injunction. So right now the company is in control of those accounts. We will talk about how that, I think that's gone for them and how my perception of how this is playing out. They're also asking that dependent Haley Page pay plaintiff for the damages suffered by plaintiff in an amount to be determined at trial. That's normally where these demands start. Normally they start with um, pay us. But there was quite a lot before we got to pay us that defendant pay plaintiff for damages suffered by plaintiff in an amount determined at trial, including attorney's fees, costs, interest, where applicable, that defendant account to and pay plaintiff for all of defendant's profits, gains, and sums arising from the acts of infringement, unfair competition. Those are things alleged above that we'll get into in a minute. Based on defendant's knowing and intentional use of plaintiff HP US trademark, be award trouble damages. That's extra damages. You can call them terrible damages. It's terrible, terrible damage, but they're trouble damages. The amount of defendant's profits, costs, and plaintiff's reasonable attorney's fees. And that 
based on defendants' willful and deliberate infringement of the HP U.S. trademarks and the main IG account, and to deter such conduct in the future, plaintiffs should be awarded punitive damages. Those are the punishment damages, like pay me more because you suck damages, and that plaintiff has such other relief as the court may deem necessary. So that's what's being asked for by JLM. Let's talk about some of these charges in just a little bit more depth, and then we'll go into the allegations from JLM, then into Haley's response to them and the upcoming court date. I'm also, in that order somewhere, going to talk about what the court injunction currently is. So we talked about the two trademark dilution counts, federal trademark and New York common law trademark. That means that essentially somebody's activity is um, diluting the value. It's like it's really like diluting something in water, that their actions are diluting the value of the trademark because intellectual property has inherent value in protecting it and not allowing it to be, you know, all spread around and diluted. So that's what those two are. And the basic allegations there are that her brand deals on her Instagram, among other things, are causing a dilution of the brand. And also that she is almost striking out in this influencer personal brand territory, but really all these trademarks of her name are owned by the company. The next charge, three, is the false designation of origin. And you're probably going, Emily, WTF does that even mean? I got you. They're alleging that essentially when Haley uses the trademarks or trade names, including on the Instagram account, that she is associating it with JLM because it's on her Instagram account. But they're alleging that she did some brand deals on that Instagram account for other brands, not JLM, and that she was um, connecting those together, but also that everything she was doing on that account connected people to JLM and was almost deceitful, they're saying, in the way that the origin of a thing was designated or the origin of the um, promotion of herself was designated. So that really she was using her Instagram account to promote her, but she should have been using her Instagram account, they believe, to promote just Haley Page, the JLM brand, not Haley Page, the personal brand influencer, human. New York unfair competition law, that is for competing with the brand by taking brand deals and putting those on the Instagram account and such. When I said this was largely regarding that 1.1 million follower Instagram account, yeah, it's about the Instagram account. Conversion, now in conversion, we get to talk about chattels. In this case, the chattel is the Instagram account. The chattel's not the dog or the nose or the cow. The chattel, <laughs> the chattel is the Instagram account. The chattel is the Instagram account. My law students, the law students out there listening, the lawyers, the court reporters, <laughs> the legal assistants, the paralegals are all are all hopefully giggling at the chattel references. But the chattel being the Instagram account, the Pinterest account, the TikTok account. The next charge or allegation is the unlawful trespass to chattels. And at this point, you're going, Emily, are you going to define this for us? Yes. Yes, I am. I actually busted out Black's Law Dictionary again just to get their definition before I told you my definition, like the law nerd definition of chattel. Black's Law Dictionary's definition is a movable or transferable property, particularly personal property. My definition, the law nerd definition, is it's, um, it's your shit, shit that's yours. 
is a chattel. So if you're selling clothes on Poshmark, the clothes are the chattel. If you have an Instagram account where you're able to sell or promote goods, the Instagram account's the chattel because it can be given to somebody else, even though it's digital intellectual property. So just about any little personal item can be. And in the old school case law, it was always, it seemed like it was always a cow or a dog or something when we were talking about chattel, but it's something that you can own. Please don't at me about the ownership of animals. They're old case laws. We can have another discussion another day about whether ownership of animals is proper to consider a chattel. But back in the day, and still currently, you can own animals. We could talk about the ethics behind that another time. The next one was breach of fidelity, which was their allegations of her taking over the accounts as things were going south in their negotiations. They were negotiating for a new contract. I will get into it a little bit more in a moment. Breach of contract. They are basing that on the alleged brand deals and the fact that she was not posting things that they say she was supposed to post. JLM had licensed out her name. They had licensed out collaborations. She was supposed to be promoting those on the Instagrams, wasn't promoting them on the Instagrams. They're saying that's a breach of her contract, a breach of fiduciary duty, meaning she owed the company a duty as an employee under her contract. And she didn't do that in part by taking over the Instagram account and locking out their access to it. And then unjust enrichment using the Instagram account for brand deals for her personal gain. They're saying again, this was a business account. So you can't like, if you're an Apple employee, you can't go sell like a brand deal up onto Apple's Instagram just because you think it's yours. I know it's a far flung example. I get it, but that's, they are saying Haley page and the miss Haley page Instagram account is just like an Apple Instagram account is just like a Samsung Instagram account is just like any other business page. Miss Haley page is saying, no, no, that is my personal account. It's more of an influencer account. It's my, my account for me and my persona and me as a public figure, not for you as a company. Her arguments are you as a company, in fact, have multiple addresses that are very much corporate accounts with just pictures of product in photo shoots. She's saying her account had um, her stories of her life, pictures of her parents, her best friend, um, her starting out bright eyed and bushy tail in New York, and then, you know, going through a marriage, a divorce, finding love again, a second marriage, her journey and rise to stardom. But JLM's complaint reads like, yeah, but bitch, we made you. Like, that's literally how their complaint reads. Their complaint reads like, bitch, we made you. And her objection to the temporary restraining order reads like, you are terrible humans. Everyone likes me. And I am going to defeat you in the court of public opinion, in the PR game, regardless of the outcome. Because her fans went nuts when JLM took over this account. So some of the story, if you will, behind this, we've gotten into a lot of it, but JLM is alleging that as contract negotiations over a contract extension went badly, they thought it was going great. But then all of a sudden she was upset with them and then they locked her. She locked them out of her Instagram accounts and took complete control and was doing these other brand deals. And that was all unacceptable to them. Her argument in all of this seems to be that was always my personal account. You had the rights to my name, but nothing else. And you're, you're trying to lock me out of my entire persona 
And that's not what we had agreed to. And in fact, she lays out facts in her opposition and emails and other documentary evidence saying, look, this proves that my understanding that my accounts were personal is the correct understanding. So at this point, you're like, okay, well, what does this temporary restraining order even say? Let's get into the temporary restraining order that the court has granted at this point. And remember, this is a temporary ruling as this is all happening. The court essentially saying, look, damage can happen to these things on social media. Shit can get deleted. We've all talked about motions to not delete your shit up here in um, all of the Emily content. Stuff can be damaged. Accounts can be completely deleted with all of the followers gone. Posts can be deleted. Um, So the court's recognizing the kind of transient nature of social media and that damage can happen. So at this point, they are trying to preserve some of the things that are claimed as the property, those things being these social media accounts, because these accounts have inherent value. So the court order is that, quote, it is ordered that sufficient reason having been shown, therefore, pending the hearing to deter- and determination of JLM's application for a preliminary injunction pursuant to Rule 65, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, that defendant along with her her people, her team, her peeps, and attorneys and all other persons who are active in active concert or participation with them enjoin from taking any of the following actions. One, from making any changes to any of the JLM HP social media accounts, including but not limited to changing the name of the handles on the accounts, posting any new content thereto, and or deleting or altering any content located therein, from tagging any other posts, users, or accounts, transferring any such accounts from defendant to any other person except JLM, or communicating with third parties through the same for commercial purposes without the express written permission of plaintiff's chief executive officer, Joseph L. Murphy, and from utilizing or taking any action to gain exclusive control over any of the JLM HP social media accounts. Remember, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest without the express written permission of plaintiff chief executive officer, Joseph L. Murphy, and from taking any actions that breaches JLM's employment agreement by using any of the designer's name, trademarks, or any confusingly similar marks or names in trade or commerce without the express written permission, using any of the designer's names, trademarks, or confusingly similar term to endorse advertise or promote the products and or services of herself or others directly or indirectly, including on social media and or in television or media appearances without, you got it, express written permission. From using or authorizing third parties to use the designer's name, trademark, or confusingly similar item without the express written permission, ordering that within 24 hours of this order and during the pendency of this action, Defendant shall deliver to JLM's attorneys the current login credentials, including the current username and password for the main IG account. That's her. She's saying personal account. They're saying business account, but the at Miss Haley Page account, the Pinterest account, and the TikTok account, all with the handles at Miss Haley Page, and take any action necessary to enable JLM to regain access and control of said accounts, including linking the accounts to one of JLM's email addresses and or phone numbers and or other social media accounts as 
requested. That was the court's order um, in December, the day that I believe it was the same day that Haley resigned from Haley Page and made a video. I will link her three videos talking about this case below, but she can't use her name to advertise or promote literally anything at this point. And I can see why she's being careful with it. It's all tied really to commerce, but I can also see when you aren't trusting the company, which it comes across clearly that she feels burned by them. One can understand why that, um, it's hard for her to really do anything at this point. She has her podcast social media that she's using, but also can't really use that to promote herself because it could run afoul of this. Can't really make TV or media appearances because it could run afoul of this. Can't advertise really, can't endorse because she can't do it under her name. So is it enough that it's her? I'm sure she's and her lawyers are waiting for more guidance on this. So let's talk about those trademarks. In her employment agreement, this is what it says with regard to her name. This is the agreement that she signed. She has said, I was young when I signed this. I did not have an attorney read it. In her first video talking about the case, she said, if you take anything away from this, have an attorney read shit. My words, not hers. I don't think she I have not seen her curse on social media, but I've only really followed this case. It seems off brand for her, totally on brand for me. But this contract reads quite a lot like a music industry contract too, where they are securing the intellectual property of a creative. In this case, it's design work, but in the record industry, it's, you know, songwriting and vocals and those kinds of things. This is very similar. If you are a creative if you are an entrepreneur, if you are in business in any way, hear me when I say, if you sell your name, you have sold your name. Sold it. Someone else can own it. We know other people can own your name. Um, we've seen that with Prince. And in fact, in Haley Page's, I think it was her second video when she was talking about what she was fighting for, she said that she was fighting for um, her Instagram account, fighting for her name. She really took the kind of PR offensive on this, said more than once that this is morally wrong. And the thing we know about law, right? Sometimes the legal result and the moral result don't square with each other. And she has definitely taken the moral argument in there. She calls JLM's actions morally indefensible. She said she thought they might be legally indefensible. They do own trademarks to her name, so we'll talk about that. But she said, and she listed a lot of names, the ones that stood out to me where she said, I'm fighting for Bobby Brown, Kate Spade, Paul Frank, Prince, Taylor Swift, Halston, Jim Helm. So these are other creatives who also sold the rights to their name and sold the rights to their um, intellectual property in a way that down the road did not square with them because as a creative being owned by someone else feels gross. And we've talked about that in the Taylor Swift episodes here. We've talked about that in the Kanye West episodes here, and we're talking about it again in a different creative context. But the employment contract being what it is says in section 10, exclusive right to the designer name, subsection A, quote, 
the employee hereby grants the company the exclusive worldwide right to license to use her name, Haley Page, Haley Page Gutman, which is her full name. It seems that Haley Page is her first and middle and Gutman is her maiden name, Haley Gutman, Haley Page, or any derivative thereof, collectively the designer's name in connection with the design, manufacture, marketing, and or sale of bridal clothing, bridal accessories, and related bridal and wedding items, including any and all goodwill associated therewith throughout the term, including any extension of term plus a two-year period following the term or any extension, provided the employee has substantially participated in the design. However, however, that gets extended later in this provision if it's trademarked, because then they have exclusive right to the trademark. And this is what that says. In section B, the employee hereby irrevocably sells, assigns, and transfers all right, title, and interest to the company that now exists or may exist during the term and any extensions thereof, and for a period of two years thereafter to register the designer's name or any derivatives thereof as trademarks or service marks with the U.S. PTO and or other authorities in the United States or abroad, except as otherwise provided herein, the permission of the employee to the company to so register the trademarks shall be exclusive and perpetual and is hereby granted in exchange for good and valid consideration. They paid her. It continues to say employee agrees to and shall cooperate with the company to execute any and all documents and perform any and all other actions as may reasonably be necessary to effectuate the intent to secure for the company complete ownership of the trademarks. The trademarks shall in perpetuity, Emily note, perpetuity means forever, forever, continuing on be the exclusive property of the company, the employee having considered to it being filed by the company and the employee thereof shall have no right to the use of the trademark, designer name, or any confusingly similar marks. That means no like HP, no like just Haley, nothing like that. Um, no confusing, sim- confusingly similar marks or names in trade or commerce during the term or any time thereafter without the express consent of the company. Where I think they're going to go with this on the socials is that Haley Page's trademark. So you can't just have a Miss Haley Page social. If you have a trademark and then somebody uses a, you know, if Instagram's trademarked and somebody uses the Instagram in their Instagram handle, it violates the Instagram trademark. So they own Haley Page. You can't have Miss Haley Page in a handle. So the result might be that the handles have to change, but she gets the account back. I could see that being the result, but I could also very well see the result being that this calls for marketing efforts and they're saying, no, her, her social is our marketing. That's really what their argument under this contract will be because it doesn't go into social specifically. And Haley points that out continuously in her response. So the company's main beef, if you will, and they have receipts for days. Everybody in this, everybody in this lawsuit has so many receipts. There are so many receipts. There are receipts on receipts with more receipts, pages and pages of screenshots of accounts. Their main beef is that a, she was hired in 2011. She was, you know, 
not really well known. She was hired as a designer and moved her way up through the ranks that this got extended, that they wanted to extend her contract in 2019. She says in her response, she didn't like what they were extending, but they like in a record industry contract had the option to force extend her contract. So it's like, Hey, if we can't come to a new agreement, we default to the old one and we can extend it. That's what they did. And that she started using her Instagram account to promote other brands in these brand deals. And then as negotiations went South, she apparently locked them out. They say of her social accounts. She says people only had limited access to her socials. She provided receipts on receipts of people saying, no, we don't have control like PR people. We don't have control over what she posts on her Instagram. It's her personal Instagram. I am going to be very interested to see how this shakes out. The company says that she started her Instagram while she was an employee, which is true. She signed her employment contract in July, 2011. She didn't start her Instagram until 2012. What we've seen in other creative fields is that things that you create while employed are the intellectual property of the employer. So if you work for Mattel and you design some other dolls and call them brats, just for example, and you did that while you were employed at Mattel, Mattel can say, no, no, we own the rights to those because you created them while employed for us. The contract would have to carve out something aside that what you created as an exclusive employee wasn't yours. I think that we're going to start to see arguments like this more. You see this often in coding and technology and where people are designing for work. It's like, oh, I had this great idea, but it doesn't really fit with my work. So I'm going to go do it on the side and works like, oh no, oh no, no, no. Um, we own the right to the stuff in your brain, your brain, your brain stuff, your gray matter if you will. Yes. Yes. It's an Oingo Boingo reference. It, it belongs to us as the employee. And that is one of the things we talked about on this show when California was really pushing away from independent contractors in creative fields to employment. It's one of the things independent contractors are like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't want you owning my intellectual property. That's not cool with me. And generally as an employee, the shit you create belongs to somebody else, your employer. They're saying that they paid her well for this. She is saying that it is, well, she said it was morally. What did she say? I wanted to say morally reprehensible. I have notes of her exact words because she was very careful in her statements in her videos. And I don't want to put words in her mouth morally indefensible. So the way I'm seeing this play out right now, before we get to this January 29th court date, is that the company legally is correct with regards to the ownership of the name. It's in her employment contract. She was paid for it. I don't think she has a lot of ground to fight to get the rights to her name back in a commercial context. I think there is room to argue that commercial context outside of bridal there's wiggle room, but it's going to take a court parsing out where she can be commercially active under her own name or how she can be commercially active. Cause now she's moved into the influencer realm. And if she wants to do brand deals with, um, Nike or with Starbucks, can she do that under her name? Those aren't bridal related. Those are well outside the realm of bridal or is her persona so inter 
inextricably mixed with JLM that the court's going to say, no, if you're promoting Starbucks, it makes it seem as if Starbucks and JLM have a relationship. Now, I think from what I've seen on social that Haley Page has a persona, it seems to me, larger than JLM, that she has created this sphere of influence on her own, though I also understand the company's perspective, literally of like, bitch, we made you. And, and no joke, in their in their complaint, they said, we got her the opportunities on Say Yes to the Dress. Like the things that we did to build her were our marketing efforts to build her as one of our exclusive kind of darling designers. And it's JLM's argument, really, that this is just ungrateful nonsense. We built this. This is a marketing tool for our company. And Haley is saying, I grew as a human on these accounts, and I also happen to be an employee designing wedding dresses. I morally understand both sides. The trademarks are pretty clearly owned by the company, but owned in relation to bridal evening accessories, bridesmaids in that space. Does that mean she can't go use her Haley Page name to be a footwear designer? I don't know if she would want to. The court is going to have to parse that out. I don't think these two parties can come to an agreement on that. And I don't know how they'll come to an agreement with regard to social media handles because Haley Page is owned. And so is anything she's posting really inextricably linked to JLM? Would it have to be under a different name? And this is where naming your shit after you as a personal brand can become hugely problematic. It's just, this is why, because it happened with Kate Spade too and Bobby Brown. If you want to sell your company and step away from the hustle at some point, they still own your name. Normally it's owning your name within the context, but social media is so broad and vast. How do you parse what is commercial activity in the wedding space if you're a dress designer um, using your name? And how do you use a handle that someone else's trademarked property. It's one of the reasons personal brands trademark their shit so other people can't use it to compete with them and go, well, it's my name. It's going to be deep to parse. I think JLM is losing the kind of war of public opinion on this one at the moment. Haley Page has done a very um, artful job of keeping her statements, mm, I don't want to say neutral because they're not neutral, but they're they're factually neutral enough that they're not going to completely rile the lawyers, but they also are very intentionally connecting to her community and the community that she has built. JLM has turned off commenting on the Miss Haley Page Instagram account. I imagine it's because they continued to be flooded with, what are you doing? Give Haley back her Instagram account. Haley included that in her response saying, look, the public perception There's no confusion in the marketplace. The public perception was that this was my Instagram account. See the pictures of me and my mom. See the pictures of my dad. See the pictures of my best friend. See me sharing my stories, my pain, my captions. See me sharing my vacations with my husband, my marriage. See me sharing all of this personal stuff and also then sharing my work. And she's done a very good job of saying, look how wrong this big bad company is. I didn't have a lawyer. They now say they own everything. They refuse to work with me. 
though she also said that they were in a year and a half of contract negotiations before they sued her. It seems to them that they sued her because she was now starting to use the account for brand deals and they had no access to it. So they felt like their intellectual property was being, you know, converted into her personal property and that she was unjustly enriched by um, selling brand deals onto an account that they believe is theirs. I can see a court parsing this with, yes, you get that account and your 1.1 million followers, but no, you can't use the Miss Haley page. And no, you can't use this account to post bridal because that would be unfair and direct competition. That would could be dilution of trademarks. So these are very inextricably linked. In her response, her attorneys point out that JLM's takeover is damaging the accounts, that Miss Haley Page is a, quote, mega influencer, and the account by commercially reasonable standards is worth, is worth $28,500 per Instagram post. That's their average worth for this is how much her account, her kind of social clout and community following is worth to a brand that wants to pay her for a brand deal. You know, $28,500 per post. They're also saying that since JLM took it over, it's lost over 20,000 followers, which I mean, I, I can imagine would hurt when you don't have control of your accounts and you're watching your social blade go in the red and you're like, no, though I imagine it's probably people trying to be supportive and like, no, JLM, we don't like you. See, we're going to unfollow. This is what you did to Haley. They also shared in their response, because it's only fair, we've talked about what that employment contract says, and it's clear on the trademark issue, but they shared a email from Mr. Murphy from September 15th, 2019, where he clearly said in an email that he does not claim access to her persona beyond bridal and bridal-related businesses. There's also emails that they provided screenshots of with PR people indicating, quote, Haley's Instagram is her own personal account. I don't really have control over what gets posted and talking about her being really picky with regards to her account with what goes up on the account, as you would be if you've curated an account of that size. So there is really some teeth to this argument. I'm, I just don't know how it's going to square with the trademark issue, but the trademarks again are squarely in that bridal arena. Do I think she will get her name back for all commercial purposes? No. Do I think there is some room for her to get her name back for limited commercial purposes outside of bridal? Yes. Do I know what the court will do with this account? No, I don't. This issue over the account could go either way, in my opinion, at this point, because there is an argument that this is marketing intellectual property marketing was squarely under what they owned the rights to. But I can also see the account of they didn't direct me to start it. The marketplace knew that it was my account. The marketplace understood that this was my personal account. And once the TRO was granted to JLM, even though I was not allowed to change anything, they went and changed the profile from public figure to clothing brand, which I think is shitty. Like if she is restrained from changing anything on it. And they're allowed to continue posting business stuff on it. Don't change it to be like, no, we're changing it from public figure to, to clothing brand. No, no. Like that, that was shady to me. I didn't like it at all. That didn't sit well with me. I was like, oh, no, they didn't like at least have some chill. So I think this is a case where 
JLM could very easily win some of these legal battles and lose the war. Haley seems to have cultivated a very loyal and um, connected community following, and they are not going to forgive what they perceive as fuckery, even if it's the legal thing to do. So this is another one of the cases that I'm watching to see how law and social media are going to converge. If you're still going, really, Instagram accounts are worth big money? Hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees says yes. And I think for JLM, it is a, this was our employee. This is there for our property. We bought this. Like we paid you under this contract. You contracted these things to us. You can't just take it back now because you don't like it, you know, years and years later. It's it's like buying a car and then the dealer shows up 10 years later and is like, hey, uh, I want that back now. <laughs> That's how the company's feeling. And Haley's feeling, no, I really put my heart and soul into this account. This is where I connect with my people. And I feel, again, it's morally wrong that you're trying to take my Instagram account even if you're trying to take my name with regards to designing under those trademarks or in the wedding industry, I get that. But my account is my account. That's my history. Those are my memories. Those are my photos. And there's nothing more personal than that. So I want my account back. We can fuck with what the handle is down the road. The takeaway from this, I hope if you are a creative, is that you have to read everything you sign And it is worth it to spend the time and the energy to get an attorney before you sign a contract like this. A lot of these filings are either redacted or are under seal, meaning we don't know all of the trade secrets under how much Haley was originally paid for this. There are monetary amounts that are blacked out. I think that's appropriate. The court can have that information, but for for the court case, it's really irrelevant how much they paid her under this contract for these rights. It's suffice to say that they paid her. The public doesn't need to know that. And that could be damaging to JLM's future business. But there was payment there. And she chose to sign this contract. She went to Cornell. She's not incapable. But at, you know, what, 24, 25 years old, I think knowing what in perpetuity means would be tough. I also think if you're signing a contract for this much money, having an attorney look it over is a short-term cost for a long-term gain. If you are an influencer or a growing influencer or want to be an influencer, think about these things on how you start your business. You can look at, you know, the faceless YouTubers that work under pseudonym like Corpse Husband or the Amazing Creep Show Art and know that their channels are delightful when you hear their voice and see what they create. Don't necessarily see their face or have their name. You can still connect with people in that way. But also there's power behind personal brands, but you're not going to grow the way Haley Page grew without the backing of a company like this. The same argument goes for an artist like Taylor Swift. But I can understand when artists and creatives have enough power that they're like, no, these contracts are bullshit. Why did I sign away all of my rights for the rest of my life? And the companies are like, ah, hindsight's 2020. Yeah, we paid for that. Sorry, too bad. And that's really where this conversation of the push-pull of these types of contracts over creatives comes into play. It's going to keep coming into play. And I hope by talking about them from the music industry to now the wedding industry, that anyone listening and watching understands that 
if it costs you maybe a thousand dollars to have a lawyer review a contract and that's on the high end trust it's on the high end at least you know what you're signing spend the money spend the money spend the money spend the money get someone to help you with the money if you are signing a very substantial contract like this do not sign something that you don't fully understand the long-term repercussions of, especially when you're starting out, because you never know how much your business or you can grow. And I'm sure that's how Haley Page feels. If you want to see her videos on this, they are linked below. I'm going to update on YouTubes about this after the January 29th hearing. I'm really interested in watching how the court determines if this Instagram account is intellectual property created by an employee owned by the employer or if this is a personal account and the handles have to change because of the trademark rights. It will be very interesting to see. I'm sure it feels horrible for Haley Page to go through, and I'm sure JLM isn't really liking the uh, the loss of perception in the public eye with regards to this either. Let me know what you think about all of this. What do you think about selling your name, ownership of a name? Do you think that, well, she signed the contract and that's it? Or do you think like, well, can they really own it forever across every commercial aspect of her life, I would love to hear your thoughts. So be sure to sound off on Twitter, on Instagram, when I post about this particular episode, or in the comments under the corresponding YouTube video. Would love to hear what you think. And since you've been here with me, if you want to check out the Law Nerd Shop for all your Law Nerd needs, it's where you can grab the mug, the sweatshirt, the t-shirt, or the stickers that you want to mount up with when we ride at dawn. I appreciate you for being here, and we are still in the middle of a pandemic, so grab a glass. We're still doing this. Until we're done, we're still doing this. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well, and may the odds be ever in your favor. I will see you in the next one, friend.